Hey PK, I am a diehard University of Utah fan. I have a Ute tattoo on my arm, but I got to be real, man. You're right. If they'd have had four or five more pledge minutes, yep, they would have won. <laughs> DJ PK, brought to you by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help with your closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. I think he was playing with you there, PK. Plus, if they would have scored touchdowns on each of those times, definitely. He has a Ute tattoo. Now, there was a study that said 30% of the American people now have tattoos. And of that 30%, 25% regret them. So one out of every four people who have tats regret them. Be one out of every what? One out of every four? I think it'd be one out of every six. It'd be five out of every six. One, one out of six don't regret them. No, 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 no. Oh, one out of four people in America regret having that tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 30% of the people have it. So of that 30% is 100%. And of that 100%, 25% regret. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I totally, I got it. My bad. Horrible and he has a me. Ute tattoo on his arm. If you're getting a sports tattoo, what are you getting? Sports tattoo. Tony Gwynn's face. Tony Gwynn's face? First thing that popped into my mind. In an oddity, on the same day... What is it? Uh, is it 10 years apart? On the same day, August 6th, I think it was, he got his 2000th hit. And then August 6th, I think it was 10 years, he got his 3000th hit. That's interesting. Beautiful. Kind of an oddity. You'd get a Tony Gwynn picture of Tony Gwynn's face. You get a sports tattoo, what are you going to get? Now, I've seen people, obviously, with Utah tats, the drum and feather, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen those too. But I don't think I could do that. Did you get a pitchfork? Fear of the fork? No, for me, I would actually get sparky. I, I'm more of a sparky guy. Okay. But I don't have, my allegiance isn't that strong. That I would ink my body with my... Alma mater? Yeah. You want something that isn't going to change, and that's not going to change. It'll, obviously, it'll yeah. never change now. Kyle Whittingham addressing the masses uttered a phrase that caught your attention. You can ask whatever you want. It says you can ask me whatever you want, because they were asking about Zach Moss. And he wanted to and get into this it. Deal. He, we don't talk about injuries and stuff got out there and Moss says he's 100%. Really, what difference does it make? It's not a seizing in an injury because he would have told us that. And you don't really have a game that really, really, really matters until September 20th. The goal is to win the conference. Yeah. Ergo, the non-conference games can't help you do that. And you've already won against BYU without Zach Moss. And then you got Northern Illinois. And, and you don't need Zach Sky, Moss then. And you got your Big Sky game. So really, it's about is he going to be ready for the USC game? 
Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you'd like him for all three games in the non-conference, but the goal is to win the conference. You can't win the conference during non-conference games, clearly. So, make sure he's ready for SC. So, this is basically a non-story. Which, by the way, is not just him. That would also be Britton Covey. And then anybody else who got injured that we don't know about because they don't talk about injuries. Well, for anybody, just get him ready for SC. Yeah, and then you'll have a, probably a new batch of injuries that may occur in these first three games. Yeah, and so then you'll get to that game, and then you'll have some other stuff. So here come the questions. They put it out there on Twitter. Scott Snob wants to know if Kyle's investing in Manny Bowen's business opportunity. <laughs> That's a good one. Keegan wants to know, is it really a competitive advantage having fall camp closed to the media, and why does he hate the media so much? I don't think he does. I think he. I think what he does now. This is me speaking for him. He's never told me this, but what I think is now the media has changed and grown. And I've had conversations with sports information people, and they say it that the problem in allowing this access is there's so many more folks who become dot com people and whatnot. And it's not the traditional, a couple of TV guys, a couple of newspaper guys. And I say guys generically, it doesn't matter. A radio person Either gender. Right. And those people, uh, I would say, particularly for Utah, 90%, if not higher, of the TV, the traditional mainstream media couldn't care less whether BYU or Utah win. So it doesn't really doesn't really matter to them. But then you get these other people, the dot and they're com. they're basically fans, the dot com freelance, and not just fans. Like some of them are up there regularly, and so you and I know them, or yeah. if we don't know them, we know them by sight. But I, there's I also them, yeah. a fair number of them who just kind of glide in and out, and you don't that, know who that's, they are. That's the point, and you don't really know what their agenda is, and so they can't and be there's a trusted. Percentage of them that you kind of look at and think, I don't think I'm going to see you here in three weeks, right? So that leads right. to, well, then we've got to close that, it. That's and, not all the dot-coms, but it's some mm, of them. Right, yeah. Some of the dot-coms are really turning into beat people, and they're going to be there every Monday. Oh, yeah, the they're, they're there most right, every yeah. practice, and they can be trusted. But there's others that the coaches don't know. They don't know. Okay, I, I may not know your name, but at least I know your face. Right. And I'm not sure. And And then with this thing going back and forth in town, you can be back and forth and like you, BYU's closing their scrimmage on Saturday. That never used to happen. We used to be able to sit there and watch those whole things left and right. And now you can't do that. I don't. I don't want to go and say, uh, Coach, who looked good? I want to see it for myself. And then I want to say, Hey, this guy looked good. What do you think about whatever? Because when I just when you just say who looked good, you're at their mercy. I want to be able to ask questions that have a foundation going into it. Give me something, but BYU's giving you nothing on Saturday, so that's a waste of my time. Sione wants to know why Kyle was wearing the sauna suit in 100-degree weather. He did do that. Uh, what would that be on Monday? I noticed that. Sweating it out, right? I assume, yeah. Yeah, what else could there be? Got to sweat it out. Steven says, what keeps you enjoying coaching? Ooh, Four million deep. a year. <laughs> that's not the only thing. <laughs> that goes a long way. Yeah. Well, you got to do something. Yeah. This is what he does. This is love, who he is. I mean, love this the is, competition. And isn't there well, a quest? It's his job. Right. And isn't there a quest 
I mean, if you've been to the Fiesta and the Sugar, then you want to go to the Rose. I mean, I isn't think there that he would want to go to the Rose even if he hadn't been to the Sugar? So once he goes Fiesta. to a Rose, he's going to want to go to a second Rose? And another thing. Well, winning is intoxicating for sure. Was he truly agonizing over staying at Utah or going to the Y all those years ago? Yes, Carter he wants was. to know. Oh, no, I, Carter, I can tell you firsthand he was. Absolutely. Yak, you got something for us in there? What do you have, Yak? Who's used the open mic? Yeah, let's go to Corey. This is a little more of the lighthearted side. Kyle, I was wondering if you've been baptized or if you only believe in science. <laughs> it's a riff off of Nacho Libre. <laughs> No, I, I believe he has been baptized. Based on what I know as well. Nacho Libre? Nacho Libre. Nacho. It sounded like him, so yeah, I like the, uh, the voice impersonation. Guy came to us with a, uh, Guy Andrus at Dead Wookie, came to us with a, uh, a gif. And it's a reporter asking someone, boxers or briefs? Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, is pineapple really good on pizza? Quentin no, wants to know. No, 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 no. Pineapple no, is meant no, to be eaten no. chilled. Mmm, fruit salad. Rusty says, I want to know all about his calf exercises. Yeah, they're pretty impressive. If you ever stand behind him, he's a short little dude, but you can get behind him and see the muscles on those things, man. Oh, I can answer this one. Nate. Question for Kyle on a scale of 1 to 10. If PK wasn't in the market, how much happier would you be? Zero. Do you think he hates me? I'm pretty sure he doesn't hate you, actually. (laughs) How do you know? Uh, Because I've been in the presence of the two of you, and I actually know how it is you started to click a little bit. Thank you, Patrick. (laughs) And... And so, uh, yeah. So that's. I know you're a sun devil, and you're enjoying. I mean, I've talked to him when you aren't there. Also, he's asked me questions. So, what's wrong with that guy? Nope, that's not what he asked. We know a question you asked him once upon a time. Kyle, last question for you. Do you think BYU's going to go undefeated? Oh, we're out of time. God, I don't want to get that one in, You should just let that go away. Some of this stuff is funny. Well, we'll let you pass on that. Kyle, thanks for your time. Thanks for a few minutes, and uh, good luck in the big house. (laughs) You can talk over it all you want. That was a bomb, man. It was. I think that should go away. It's never going Some away. Some of them don't, are funny. That's, that's not fun. Don't bring up it's not fun. BYU to him. He doesn't want to he hear can't, it. won't. Yep, I know. Okay, let's wrap this up. And it's yeah. 30 years now. It's like, get over it already. Yeah. yeah. It's not the only ones. There's been plenty of guys who've coached at one institution, played at another, and blah, 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 blah. And your loyalty is to where you go to the paycheck. You think Mark Harlan is rooting for Arizona when the Utes play them? I'm pretty sure not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he went to Arizona, but man, he's uh, he's he's a Ute through and through, man. This is, this is his job. This is his charge is to make this athletic program as good as it can possibly be. So he's all over that. John wants to know who the OC is going to be next year. That's a funny one. That's a decent one. I'll give you that. Austin wants to know why he'll go to DeKalb but not Logan. I think he wants to know that, too. <laughs> Actually, he, when he was asked about going there, I mean, he downplayed it, but he was clearly irritated. Not with the question, but with the fact that they were playing that series the way they were playing it. It, it did not make him happy. He was not greatly pleased by that. Right. I think the answer to the the more logical question is why would you go to Laramie and not Logan? 
uh, you can put them right side by side. I mean, as far as Utah State people are concerned, both those series should have been replaced, and there should have been four games on the schedule with the Aggies. I think at some point, even Aggie fans get, well, the schedule's a little crowded with BYU and nine conference games. But when they look at those four games, they think, okay, well, we would have fit there. You could have played us four times there. You can't play us every year. Okay, we'll take the hit. But you could have played these four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take Northern Illinois and Wyoming out. They're both home-and-home deals. And you can play us four times. And, and Aggie fans are right. If Utah State continues to build its program, I might be considered. I might consider rotating BYU and Utah State. What do they have to do? They have to like win conference championships to con- to continue building, or just stay the way they are. If they just maintain where like eight wins is just kind of a normal Utah State season and nothing outrageous. Well, it basically be you know maybe Boise Light. All right, DJ and PK, it's ninety seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. We're going to Matthew. Matthew. James. Paul. John. David. PK. <laughs> no, no, no. There's apostles, you Tom. idiot. Apostles. Come on. <laughs> Kyle, in all the coaches in history, current and past, which coach would you want to go up against in the championship game? Now, is that in the state? Is that in Santa Clara? Is that in the country? Oh, I, I can tell you. He'd want to go up against Clemson or Alabama. Those are the top two dogs right now. That's who he is. He's shooting for the stars. Bama again? But I think Bama so, now is in a different spot than they were then, and they were pretty good then. But I think. There'd be a certain bookend to that, though. That was, was Kyle breaking on the national scene. He was the okay, national okay, coach okay, of the year okay, that yeah, year, yeah, yeah. capped the perfect season. For, but sure, for sure. there was that one little, uh, which no one here buys, but I think a lot of people elsewhere buy. Uh, well, Alabama didn't really want to be there. All right, let's go. Let's play Alabama again for all the marbles. Although the way Clemson's going, it'd be hard to argue with that. Yeah, Clemson's going to smoke Alabama like they did in the title game uh-huh. last year. Yeah, I think Is there a certain part of it that says for. really the ultimate test, though, would be let's get Urban to USC? <laughs> Yeah, I think sometimes guys have a little bit of problem competing when they're close friends. Because they built some relationship. Or at least to a, to a yeah. degree for a friendship. Right. But I think Kyle does a pretty good job of putting that stuff away. Pupil and the master. And it's been a long time. I don't think that. No. Bull crap. First of all, Kyle is older than Urban. And it isn't the pupil and the master. He was on his staff for two years. It's supposed to have gotten what got him ready. For the job. Or do you think Kyle would have been the same coach even if he hadn't worked under Urban? Because I think a lot of the psychology stuff so. he picked up, no, lot, that was I the don't. toughest thing for him to, to learn, to handle the whole team and all that stuff. I think that Kyle graced Urban with his presence. Urban certainly benefited from Kyle. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, Urban went 22-2 and two here. That was awesome. He didn't go 22-2 and two at Bowling Green. I don't know the league and... So maybe that's not fair, just going raw numbers. But and that defense was pretty good. He walked into a pretty good situation with that. When he cranked up the offense, they became unstoppable. Urban Meyer was not told who to hire, unlike Kalani Sataki, who actually didn't hire a couple of those guys and then later on went in and said, hey, this, this ain't working. But Utah's administration, the athletic administration, strongly advised yeah. 
you got to go meet with this guy. That you would be, it would be in your best interest to hire him as your defensive coordinator. And to Urban's credit, he did do that. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up, everything you missed in today's show. We'll get to that and your feedback. We'll be here till 10. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Suspended New England Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon has officially applied for reinstatement by the NFL. The trouble wide out has battled substance abuse issues and was suspended last December for violating the terms of his previous reinstatement. The NCAA has decided the standardized injury reports will not be implemented for this season after examining the issue in relation to the rise of legalized sports betting. The NCAA has ruled the freshman cornerback Chris Steele, who transferred from Florida in June, will be immediately eligible to play for USC this fall. USC still waiting the NCAA's decision about freshman wide receiver Brew McCoy, who transferred from USC to Texas and then back to USC. Laker forward Kyle Kuzma told the media during the Team USA training camp that he is capable of being the Lakers' third star. The Bees beat Oklahoma, uh, beat Omaha 12-11 in 10 innings. Game 2 in the series is tonight, 6 p.m. Listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union. The Southtown Auto Mall. And Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. I'm trying to get myself where I'm in contention where, yeah, it takes a toll on you, and that's what I want to feel. I want to feel that type of tiredness where I had a chance to win, had a chance to win, had a chance to win. You know, that's a good feeling. Tiger Woods, ready to play golf again. He's really only playing the majors and jacks tournament. That's it. There's been very little golf for Tiger as he tries to physically get himself set up. But here comes the playoff, and so uh, he's back for that. You've got really low expectations for him. He won the one major you hoped for, thought he might pull off. He did, yeah. I always thought he could get one. Uh, And I might have been swayed in the moment that he could get two. I've been consistent in saying he's not getting five. But pick your spots for the next five years, and then you're done. You might already be done. And then you go and you be an ambassador for the game. I thought he was done, so the fact that he got one is great. It's already, you know, that, that's already the gravy. But, you know, why not be greedy, I guess, and well, I go think try to that, get another one. You know, you're 43 years old. You need something to shoot for. Even if you don't make it, and you probably won't, but it still gives you a reason. You've got all the money in the world. You've got a $50 million yacht. 
You got to have something else, right? Can't just sit on the yacht all day for the next 40 years. Yeah. So you've got to have something that's going to get your juices going. And for him, it's the opportunity, A, to compete, and then B, to try to win if you're in the hunt, in that competition. Now, it doesn't look like that's it going to be that way, but he doesn't need to tell himself that now. He is three over through 15. The Northern Trust Open is underway, and he had an early tee time. They didn't have spectators on the course for the first nine holes or so. They weren't opening that up till uh, 10 a.m. And oh, he had they, a, had a, they had a big it's storm. right next to the river. There's a lot of spectators under the water. They're dead. They've been tossed there. <laughs> they sleep there. They sleep. They sleep. <laughs> Who sleeps with the fishes? Well, Brazzini does. Brazzini. Yeah. He sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> uh, so Tiger is three over. Phil is two over through 14. And the leaders are going, l- going low. They tend to do that. Troy Merritt, nine under. That's low. John Rahm, six under. Tony Finau is five under through 15. He is tied for fourth. This is the Finau story. McElroy. Webb Simpson, Dustin Johnson, Kevin Kisner, Tony Finau, all tied for fourth at 500. You know, what's interesting about this is each of these guys has a story. Everybody has a story. We all have stories. What I'm talking about is they've got their own individuals. You know, Tony, you've been in contention now. You're not just the guy who popped in his ankle. You're legitimate. You know, you, in your Polynesian sense, uh, uh, to Polynesians are what the Tiger was. In, in that form. You don't see very many Polynesian players. And you've been in contention several times, but you haven't gotten over the hump. And you're pushing 30. Are you going to be able to do it? Is the time, is it now, is it this week? Because we think, you know, once you start to win the old Phil Mickelson thing, get me there, get me there, get me there, I'll win, and then I'll get some more. Once you get the first one, the pressure's off. It changes stuff. Now it's just a he's had he has a win but like uh, in the in the continental US a big time tournament get one of those although you can go through life and never getting those and, and make a have, ton of money yeah. and have a great life right but they he's want doing, more he's doing very well in the ton of money thing we no longer have to For worry sure. about him there yeah. <laughs> he's good yeah. to go so now it's more about the status the accomplishment it comes as being yeah, a, the pride a consistent the, PGA Tour winner right. absolutely yes right. and they've all got their own stories and that's what's cool to watch as they compete in a in a sport that man it is so rough it, it, it unforgiving sports in general at that level shows no mercy but golf especially yeah. there's no team to hide behind right yeah. Well, if my teammate had gotten a steal over there, we could have won that game. Right. Or you missed the shot. You know, no. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's tough when you're like at the end. It, when you're at the free throw line at the end of an NBA game, and it's just simply make or miss, and there's no defense, and it's all on you. Mm-hmm. But that's one moment in an NBA game full of lots of moments. But that's every stroke in golf. It's just you at the free throw line. It's you 150 yards from the green. It's you standing in the tee box. It's you standing over an eight-foot putt. Yeah, the free throw and the golf analogy, because you could say, well, tennis. Well, tennis really isn't like that. You know, you throw the ball in the air, and then it's go, go, go. Not a lot of downtime in the actual right. competition of it. Whereas golf, standing over that putt is essentially bouncing the ball at the free throw line. 
when you're before you get ready to shoot, before you dress the ball, before you get in your free throw stance. Yeah, and there's no excuses. Either it went in or it didn't. A lot of pressure. I couldn't imagine that. I, I would fold so bad. <laughs> I, I was just telling you about me just folding on a golf tournament, just not, not golf tournament, just folding on a golf course, nine holes, Muni, me, trying to beat a round number, me, triple, double, triple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just making a mess out of everything. I've had a bunch of times where I've shot like a 38 on the front. I thought, okay, here we go. And then 43, 44 in the back. Yeah. And it's all mental. What what changed? Just that I was a mental? Yep. Uh, just small in the moment. Yep. Thinking about the wrong thing. So those guys. Hey, man. the score could be good. Don't think about the score. Think about the next swing. I would love to see Tiger, but I feel like, you know, I didn't get gypped. I saw him. And I saw him compete. And I saw him with the fist pumps and the punching the sky and all the things that he did and following the putt as he knew it was going in with Point, his index finger. Yeah, yeah, pointing at the putt in yeah. the uh, playoff in the, right. uh, in the uh, PGA Championship. And so I feel like I've, I experienced as a, as a fan the best that he has to offer. And if he doesn't offer anything more, I'm totally fine with it. We've been talking football today, college football. We are three weeks out. For the Cougars, who always have a fast start, they don't ease into a season the way most teams ease into a season. So the first game there is always a lot of adrenaline for. But, yes, it is true, even more for the Utes. The streak bugs them. Blowing the 20-point lead last year bugs them. Three weeks to potentially redemption. And if they get it, then double down and cash in on it. We haven't talked much about Tennessee, but pick to finish fifth in the SEC in their division. Well, I don't think that it means anything more that this guarantees anything. I think that that is a great win, but that's only one. You've got to get over that in a hurry. And I agree with both of those things, but I still think it says if you're good enough to beat Utah, you're going to be in a lot of teams on that schedule. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree with that because I think it's a rival game, and we've seen times when they don't appear to be as good but they've had close games I mean there was a wide difference last year a disparity but yet they held 20 point leads I would say if you're good enough to beat SC in Washington you should be beating Utah State in Boise so they got to get the game first it I don't think that it's guaranteed to be a springboard to a very successful season. Would Cougar fans care? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. In the positive or the negative? Either way, both. What do you mean? I don't follow you. Well, there's a line of thinking that, hey, if they beat Utah, the season's success, whatever it's comes bull next. It's crap. No way. I agree with this that. This isn't Alabama what here. Are, what are Cougar fans? I know, but they've wanted to beat Utah for so long. They used to they do it They want to beat them the every year. Right. So if they get it, they'll remember this year fondly. Fine. Even if the team remember, isn't no, really good. If you go 5-7, and seven, they'll remember that game fondly, but actually it could work as a huge disadvantage because if you beat Utah and go 5-7, and seven, you've got to answer for it. And the answers aren't going to be what the administration is going to want to hear. Agreed. So the coaching staff is going to be in trouble. Agreed. 
Where but even, I think if you go six and six and beat Utah, that might be worse than losing to Utah and going six and six. Yeah, I can see that logic, and that goes back to my point. If you're good enough to beat Utah, you're good enough to beat a lot of teams on the schedule. Even at noon, it's a rivalry game, so there's an extra dose of adrenaline. I get that. But you just, Utah's got a level of talent that can't be denied, and how much they're going to cash in on it. Are they going to be 9-3? and three? Are they going to be 10-2, and 12-0, or 7-5? they got some talent up there. Everybody's saying that. And everybody's saying that SC has talent, and everybody's saying Washington has talent, and I'm going to put Boise and Utah State and San Diego State. Mm-hmm. They may not have as much, but, but none of those teams that I mentioned are bad teams. They're all expected to be winning teams. So I'm not going to put all my marbles into the the whole thing about Utah because to me, if you say, wow, man, you beat Utah, that's like saying, holy goodness gracious, you did something that not very few of us thought you could do. That's the state of the program. You've got so many issues if that's the state of the program. If I hear anybody, if I'm Kalani, have any attitude like that, I'm getting in their face. If they beat Utah, don't you think eight and four is in play? That's what I'm eight saying. Eight and four is in play either way. But I possibly I'd want to see what the game looked one like. One of but the I things that's bothered me about Kalani is saying it's such an honor to play Utah. Yeah, you, you Knock that, that off. Uh, and I'm Kalani's. I'm a huge fan. We all are. Everybody loves the guy. But forget that. No, we're on the same level. Even if you're not, and they're obviously they're not. You think that. And you go into that. Could you imagine, Kyle? Oh, it's such an honor to play. Blah blah blah. Are you kidding me? Forget that. He allows. He has no allowance, not one inch, any time ever. And I think they need to have the attitude of, "Hey, we're in the same." Or, you know, use it to where you weren't recruited by these guys, man, and we think you're just as good. What do you think? And what are you going to do about it? So I'm not going to go nutso. If I'm BYU, sure, celebrate, and, but I'm not charging the field and going berserko. It's one game, and I expect to win. If they don't expect to win, then forget it. They're screwed. They got no chance to win. We've also been asking today, what do you want to ask Kyle Whittingham? He said to the media yesterday, you can ask me anything. Also, the implication there is I'm not going to answer it all, but you can ask me anything. It's part of you can me. ask whatever you want. <laughs> you ask me whatever you want. I'm just not going to answer some of it. If you're going to give him a bouquet of flowers, what flowers would it be? Oh, you'd fans are lining up to give him roses. It means they're in Pasadena. Okay, great. Your reaction. What question do you want to ask Kyle? What's his favorite latte? We've got, uh, he doesn't really seem like a latte guy. You never know. You can tweet at us questions. Send them our way on Twitter, David DJ James. Use your phone here in the break. Use the open mic, and uh, Yaka will play your takes next. How many days a week does he eat meat? DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 12.8 of the zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Kyle McDonald, running back coach at the University of Utah. As Zach Moss has worked his way back from injury, coach, talk about his presence on the field, his importance, his leadership. He's 100%. There's no question about that. He's picking him up, putting him down. Better leader right now. You know, when I met Zach, he was a young man. He's talking about a grown man now. Uh, we've been together. This is going to be our third year together. Uh, again, he's being vocal at times that he needs to be vocal. He's really doing a good job in terms of uh, the maturation process up here at the University of Utah, uh, being a running back. Um, I love where his leadership is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'd like to ask Kyle if he'd rather pass a kidney stone or actually utter the letters BYU. Because history would, would suggest that he'd rather pass a kidney stone. Kyle, what are your favorite kinds of pants? Kyle, I was wondering if you've been baptized or if you only believe in science. Coach, how come your last name isn't Arnold? I mean, historically, isn't that the name of, well, traitors? I like to live in the fantasy land that Utah and BYU stayed in the Mountain West and Boise State and Utah State, and they rose the conference to a P5 level. It won't happen, but it would have been nice. Ah, no. <laughs> Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Don't forget TCU in that fantasy league. Yeah, it would have never risen to a P5 level because that's about money. The football on the field would have been high quality, but I just don't think that matters. It's about money and power and leverage. Yeah, but if you force your way in. Brett says, how's the new house? That's his question for Kyle. I don't know. I haven't been to his new house. I'm waiting for an invite for Sunday dinner. I want some pork chops. Big Jeff says, why haven't you been able to win any Pac-12 conference titles in the nine years you've been part of the conference? Okay. Well, well it's been eight, but I get your point. Let's not limit it. In the, in the last eight years since they've been in, uh, way more teams haven't than have. Stanford's got three of the eight. Good for them. And Washington's got two. So that's almost half. Oregon's got two and USC's got one. So there there's you go. eight teams that haven't won yet. Four <laughs> have. Yeah. And USC and Washington are traditional blue bloods. Oregon wasn't until they got the Nike money, and now they are. We pushed them across the line from the have-nots into the haves, right to the top of the line. Yeah, I wish the there list. was a big uh, like pool manufacturer or sunscreen company that would go into Tempe. But you got to give it to Stanford. Okay, and actually Phil Knight has given it to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> Not like he's given it to Oregon. Because <laughs> those are his two schools. Utah, Utah Man Am I says, how many more wins until we can paint the U into BYU's end zone and then paint it red? Down there? In, in, yeah, uh, yeah. Because the, the the, you know, they paint the end zone and it'll say BYU, blue and white, right? And he wants to make the letter U red. And otherwise, blue and white end zone. Oh, maybe that's, that's what they have to do. Like, instead of passing a trophy or something, do that. If you win you the next the year... You get to paint your school colors on in the field. end zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we've seen them. We've seen fans mess with both like the U on the hill and also For the sure. on the mountain. Yeah. Right, right, right. But to have it there the whole that game. Would be, yeah. Awesome Penny Stocks wants to know when's he going to take a coaching job with an SEC team so BYU can finally be Utah. Never. I think he's going to be here for at least another 10 years. <laughs> he is. Oh, because of the the clause in his contract? Yeah, yeah. not as the I head coach. Were, oh, right, right, right. The ambassador job. Come on. Yeah. For however long he coaches, then 10 years after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'll My, go down as the greatest coach that they've ever had in any sport. Michael says, I'd ask him why he can't leave the OC alone and let him do their job. He shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the offense. He shouldn't be in charge of clock management. We'd win two to three more games a season if he was the defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's an interesting dilemma, you know, was it the chicken and the egg? But because he's been there with the defense, if he's not there, would you have won two to th- or would you have lost two to three games more? Well, my guess is we're going to have a chance to find that out. In what way? What do you mean? Well, he's not going to coach forever, and so when he's not there— Oh, down the line you're speaking. Yeah, when he's not there, we're going to find out how it would go. From a program, as a fan of a program who's changed coaches every six years and one versus the other hasn't made a lick of a difference, I'm always fascinated how people want more than they get when what they get is pretty good. They want it all. And they're in position to get it all here. We're out of time. Tony and Austin coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.